Hey friends, welcome to Wild Hearts with Janine. I'm Janine, the host of this podcast, and I am genuinely so excited that you are tuning in today. Wild Hearts is for those who are passionate about diving deep, keeping it real, reclaiming their passions, and getting after the things that they were made to do without apology. In each episode, I sit down with a fellow Wild Heart to talk about life, travel, faith, and everything in between. So let's dive in. Hey guys, I am so excited that you've chosen to tune in today. Trust me, you are absolutely in for a treat because I'm sitting down with my friend, Sarah Matic, Um, and we are, trust me, we're going to have a lot of fun today. Sarah and I are actually in a mastermind together. We meet every other week and talk about all the creative things we're working on. It's great for brainstorming, accountability, learning from one another, encouraging one another. Could not recommend being in a mastermind more if you are trying to uh, create content or have your own business. Um, And you just need a friend like Sarah in your group if you're able to join one because she is absolutely amazing. She is a fantastic content creator. She knows how to have fun and how to be confident in the things that she puts out into the world. And so I'm just so excited to have her on today to talk all things confidence, not taking yourself so seriously, and just having a lot of fun. So Sarah, hi. Hi. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for all the compliments. I feel so good about myself. Good. You should because you're amazing. Thank you. Well, why don't you go ahead and take a couple minutes to introduce yourself, share a little bit more about who you are and what you do. And um, yeah, anything you want to share, we'd love to know. Great. So I am Sarah. I live (laughs) in Nashville. Um, uh, as of a year ago, I am a wholesome rapper or silly songwriter. Uh, and I also am writing a book about how to not take yourself so seriously, which has several different components to it. Um, but yes, I basically am a weirdo on the internet in musical fashion frequently. So (laughs) I know you're so funny because what you, uh, the stuff you put out, not all of it, but a lot of it is just like things that you're doing that day or like today I was we were just talking uh, before we hit record and you literally did a video today about you how you were having a hard time being productive and so we got on and I was like hey how's your day going (laughs) you were like actually after I did that video it got super productive which is just so fun so relatable I love it um well I'm so excited that you're here and going to be talking about confidence and showing up for yourself because I think that that's something that um, a lot of young people, young women, uh, I mean, I'm 32 and I still struggle with it. And even in my early thirties, like this is something that I've definitely, um, struggled with from time to time. And in my early twenties, I would say I struggled with most of the time. So I'm really excited to talk about this topic, but before we jump right into it, I do want to ask you, because I do often talk about travel on here. Um, I, I, you know, I'm a solo traveler and I love to advocate, um, and encourage, other young women to get out there. Uh, so I would love to hear where is your favorite place um, you've ever been and maybe even a place you're hoping to go. So my favorite place I've ever been in terms of the place, to be honest, like my actual experience mm-hmm. at this place was so t- hard because I was studying abroad in mm-hmm. uh, Peru. So I spent wow, yeah, five months in South America. Um, yeah. And I wish I knew the name of the specific place in Peru, but it had turquoise lakes and glaciers. And it was so insanely awesome. <laughs> I went on so many like hour long hikes up mountains with alpacas. I saw Machu Picchu in terms of where I want to go. Hmm. Honestly, I was looking at this question and Alaska 
I mean, mm. I mean, truly. And you know, you just went there, but I have two close friends who work there and mm-hmm. Even on Marco Polo, if you know what Marco Polo is, Mm -hmm. like the video chatting app, it's not high quality at all. But my friend will just show me where she's at. And like we were talking about, it's like a movie. It is like Mm -hmm. dreamlike. And I I would love to go when it's sunshine in it there. (laughs) (laughs) At there. I do. I know. When I was, I was just telling you too, like it really felt otherworldly. It was like everywhere I turned, there was something beautiful to look at. Um, and I'm very aware that I went at a really good time of the year. Um, but I talked to a lot of people I was meeting who are locals and live there. And I said, you know, obviously it's beautiful right now, but how do you handle winters? They were like, you know, it's really, you get used to the cold. It's really the darkness that is the hardest part to adjust to. Cause you know, in the dead of winter, they'll get like four hours of sunlight, four or five hours of sunlight every day. (laughs) Um, but it was interesting just to talk to them about it and hear about ways that they like, not only survive, but try to thrive through winter. I was like, man, I bet I could do it. I don't know. I was really like lusting hard after Alaska after being there. So definitely encourage you to go visit, especially if you have friends. It's so fun to get to go if there are people you know there because they can show you uh, or at least um, point you in the right direction to do things that you might not know of otherwise. Um, And obviously you get to be with friends, which is the best. So <laughs> amazing. And Peru, I feel like that's a country that, um, I mean, I know Machu Picchu is there, so a lot of people will go for that landmark, but I've never heard of somebody studying abroad there. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I know I, I mentioned before, I was like, the place was great. The experience was hard because I mm-hmm. was not ready with my Spanish for at least the study abroad portion of it. Mm-hmm. By the grace of God and helpful classmates, I passed my classes. So that part was hard, but all the exploring, being mm-hmm. around beauty. Mm-hmm. I lived, uh, oh, I can't even remember what the name is of the place. It begins with an M. It's not Mariposa. It's not Marigold. It's Miraflores. 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 Is where I lived, uh, which is one of the most, I think, most beautiful parts of Lima, the city. So. Oh, wow. Okay, I'm awesome. going to Google that. As soon as we hop off this, I'm going to go Google because you said glaciers and turquoise lakes and i'm immediately bought into any destination that has yes that's amazing well let's jump into our topic today and that is how to confidently be and show up for yourself which i i know i said this earlier but i feel like that's something you do so well and so effortlessly um and honestly i'm just like inspired by you when i see your content or when we're on a call i'm like she's just unashamedly herself And she just shows up in that space fully. Um, And I want to be more that way. So I'm learning a lot from you. So thank you. Um, (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) You're just just one of my favorite people to follow on social media because you show up, but you always seem to be having so much fun at the same time. Um, (laughs) So I'd love to know, how have you learned to be so confident in who you are and what you bring to the world? Like, how did you get to that place because I feel like a lot of us I mean I know it's an ever-evolving journey but I feel like a lot of us and maybe I'll just speak for myself kind of struggle with that yeah um several life factors I mean I haven't always been as confident as I am now and also it just feels weird to be like I'm confident (laughs) (laughs) dumb but I am like I and it's not like oh I think I'm just so awesome you know but it's not just when you say confidence in yourself, it sounds kind of vague, mm-hmm. but it's like, I am confident in what my values are. I think that's a huge thing. Mm-hmm. And I value helping people get rid of all the meaningless clutter in their brains 
so that they can actually live into who God or whatever, you know, whoever they believe created them to be Mm. like, that is one of my biggest values. So Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the things, one of the biggest things that confidence comes from is not just knowing like, Oh, what's, what's my personality? How can I Mm -hmm. authentically interact with people or post on social media? It's like, what do you actually believe? And what do you deeply care about? Mm. Like, what would you die for? You know, that sounds really deep, really fast or really heavy, but (laughs) I don't know, just, just really figuring out what you actually believe uh, and operating around that is easier said than done. But I think that is a big thing. How did you figure out what your like kind of core values were then to be able to live out of those? By saying yes uh, to a lot of different opportunities that Mm may or may not have been like in line with who I am. So I'll I'll explain what Mm. I mean there. So when I was in college, one of the most interesting things I've ever done, I did an internship where I sold kids books door to door. So I did door to door sales for five summers. And it was sounds like my nightmare. Yeah, (laughs) it is (laughs) for many people. Uh, It was really, really difficult. And it was just Mm. like, you know, it's like, why would you do that? You know, but honestly, the reason why is because this guy who was recruiting me was super admirable and just like the best person I've ever met, you know, and I just mm. wanted to be like him. And if he did it, then maybe I could be because he was super, super confident, honestly, and mm-hmm. so himself. Um, but yeah, discovering who what you value and discovering who you are uh, comes from experimenting constantly throughout life and not you know Mm. oh you know I'm not gonna say yes to that because that doesn't sound like me well if you don't know who you are yet you don't know who you don't know if it sounds like you you know so just saying yes to experiences even if they seem out of your comfort zone or maybe like not your thing Mm -hmm. uh and taking action to figure out well what is your thing you know Mm -hmm. um and I found out that door-to-door sales actually believe it or not was my thing I, I mean, it was super weird at first. It was so scary getting rejected and going to strangers' houses, but I was really good at it. And it, I, you know, I ended up having going, being in sales for a couple of years after that too. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, but say, saying yes to something that just seemed so weird and random, mm-hmm. you know, helped me learn so much about myself. So. Yeah, that's so true. I feel like, um, those experiences or those opportunities that present themselves that feel uncomfortable or feel like I don't know if I would want to do that, but saying yes anyway, you, regardless of what the outcome ends up being, you, you do learn a ton about yourself, um, whether it's learning what you love or what you would rather not do again, uh, will all depend on the opportunity, I'm sure. But like, I know when I, um, decided to go travel, especially that big first big Europe trip I did, I had never, one, I'd never solo traveled. Um, and two, I'd never like long-term traveled. And so, I required quitting my job and doing all this stuff that was super scary um, and felt very risky, very um, maybe not what I should do, like based on what culture would have probably told me to do. But I felt confident that I was supposed to try. And so I said yes, and it ended up changing the trajectory of my life and, you know, really highlighted things that I love and am passionate about and now get to encourage other people to do like solo travel. So you're so right. Saying yes to the opportunities that end up before us or that God places in front of us does refine and help us, um, I don't know, 
come to terms with or be able to identify what our values are and then living out of those spaces, right? Yes. Yes, so because good. so many people are like, what should I do with my life? You know, I mean, this is, you know, I think especially true if you're young in your 20s, mm -hmm. in your 30s, but I mean, really your whole life. Uh, it's, you're not supposed to sit around and journal until you just like <laughs> suddenly have a vision of what you're supposed to do. It's like mm -hmm. process of elimination, you know? <laughs> well, do I like this thing? Go do it. Yes, mm -hmm. no, eliminate, keep going with it, you know? <laughs> um, so yeah, learning through taking action, I think is huge. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a beautiful balance to be found in the space of like trust and reliance. Um, if you, if you're a person of faith, like relying that on God to provide and open up opportunities and lead you into new places, but that doesn't mean you can't, you have to, that doesn't mean you can just like sit on your couch the whole time and just wait for things to happen. There's a balance there of like faith and action, like you're saying. Um, so I love that that's kind of how you started to figure out what your values were by saying yes. Um, that could be a whole different podcast episode, to be totally honest. I am super passionate about saying yes to the things that kind of scare us because it's also in those places that we grow the most and that um, we're kind of forced to uh, grow some new muscles, if you know what I mean, like in, in terms of confidence. Okay, wait, look, full circle. We're coming right back to confidence. <laughs> <perfect>. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Okay. Well, what then, once you kind of knew what your values were and things like that, what made you decide to not take yourself so seriously, especially on the internet? Because you really show up on online on TikTok and Instagram and all the social media platforms, and you're just fully unabashedly yourself, like I said earlier. And it's so awesome. I love it so much. Um, so yeah, what made you decide to not take yourself so seriously? And then what did it feel like at first versus mm -hmm. what it might feel like now? So, okay, I started posting on TikTok. Uh, in January, 2020. Mm -hmm. And honestly, my main driving factor was that I enjoyed creating funny videos that were entertaining to me. Mm -hmm. And like, I, one of my first TikTok videos, if you scroll back is me being like, you know what, I'm just gonna do this TikTok thing. I'm gonna do, I'll probably do the trends. I'll make maybe do some songs, I'll dance, whatever because it'll be fun. I think it will just be really fun. And if any, if anything else comes from it, it's a bonus. Like that is on my TikTok. I really need to do edit. Cause like, it'd be, it's so cool to see how much has grown. <laughs> then. But, and it sounds, I feel like Janine, I feel like so many things we're talking about can sound so cliche, like hmm. just do it to have fun and you'll be yourself. <laughs> but from that motivation, mm -hmm. uh, having fun on the internet, happen to uh, attract other people because people want to hang out with other people who are having fun, mm -hmm. you know? And does that also come with people who are hateful in the comments, cringe, corny, trying too hard, like saying stuff like that? Yes. But those people aren't being themselves because they're being a, a mean bully version of themselves that stems from insecurity or whatever. And they need love. <laughs> Tangent. But... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, the core thing here is is fun. Like, hmm. it's such a win win to show, like you said, show up for yourself, post content online that you enjoy posting, even if nobody ever saw it, because it's so much less effort for you. And then usually, people are more likely to like it because they they have a strong BS meter and they can tell that you're not being mm -hmm. phony. You know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So. 
So interesting. I was actually thinking um, earlier today, I just texted our mastermind, what, like an hour ago and said, you know, oh, I, I'm so proud of myself. I like recorded, pre-recorded a bunch of reels uh, on Instagram, which is not, I'm not good at batching. Like batching is not, I, I'm very much like an in the moment kind of person. So doing things ahead of time, um, I really struggled to do. But today I did, and it felt like such a win for me because I was just having fun. I think I had a realization. I think it was like mm-hmm. last night because I was like planning for my day. Um, I always try and plan for my day the night before um, so that I'm not scrambling in the morning. Um, and I was like, you know what? Just record a bunch of stuff and just have fun with it. Like, who cares? I think I have a – I mean, I think a lot of people would agree with this too, but I have a lot of imposter syndrome or like worrying what people will think. And um, I was like, you know what? Just have fun with it. And I think that that's such a – beautiful place to operate out of and to create out of. I'm sure you could, I'm going to tangent you and like throw in a curveball question that I didn't give you beforehand, but like, (laughs) what have you found in terms of creativity? Like how has your creativity grown or, um, yeah, how has it grown? How has it changed, uh, once you started showing up just for fun? That's a great question. Um, I mean, in terms of the kind of creative content that I do, it's like silly songs, uh, you know, raps about my daily life, just whatever, mm-hmm. like making life into a musical. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I need to write that down. That needs to be my TikTok bio. Making life, daily life into a musical. I'm writing it down for you. Thank you. <laughs> that just came out of nowhere. That's a great little thing. Um, but it, you know what I've been doing lately is... Uh, well, ever since the beginning, experimenting, like Hmm. my, I'm pretty good at niching down or whatever they call it. But I did this thing the other week where I did a random word generator Mm -hmm. and I picked two random terms and it was locate and neighbor and had to make a song out of it. And I made the most absurd, bizarre, (laughs) like kind (laughs) of creepy song ever. And I used all these effects like flames and stuff. And I'm like, I'm going to go towards like, like totally absurd TikTok Mm -hmm. stuff. Um, And I've done a few videos like that. Mm -hmm. And then I'll do videos that are like, this is just a song about banana bread. And that's it. That's the point of the song. It's very digestible. (laughs) Ironic use of word. But uh, anyway, what I have learned through that uh, is I, I have noticed people take to my like, understandable content more than like the totally wacky absurd stuff actually Mm. and i i really enjoy the more understandable stuff but like if a rap has one topic like it's just a Mm -hmm. rap about an orange and a hippo and the plot line makes sense you know i find that people like that more than like very absurd i think it almost feel like it's more gen z humor to be honest like totally Mm. chaotic edits and stuff like that so anyway my create when you say how's my creativity change, I mean it's always changing. Like yeah. it's always going up and down. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like I said before, like taking action on things, even if I wasn't sure about it, mm-hmm. to learn what is more my thing. Like mm-hmm. I think I have learned that my thing isn't as much super absurd content. So I'm imagining from the glimpse I've had in my own journey. Um, and I wonder if you could echo this or speak to it at all, but like showing up for yourself is almost like having no bound or showing up for yourself in having fun online is almost like having no boundaries. Like you just go for it and you just, you create and you put it out and you don't worry about X, Y, and Z. You just do it for the sake of doing it. Um, I feel like if I, 
I think I'm getting into a space where I'm adopting that mindset more um, because I, I think I tend to be a little bit like put it in a box and it has to fit in the box. Um, but yeah, what would you say about that? Like, do you feel like you have boundaries in terms of like what you're putting out or, or do you feel like it's just the options are limitless? Everything is, everything <laughs> is an option. Okay. I do have boundaries. Okay. And I think it's more, I think things are more fun when you have boundaries. I think that's true for like everything in life. Mm. Um, <laughs> a lot of people don't like boundaries. I don't like boundaries a lot of times, <laughs> but it's almost like art, like in general, you know, you have to operate within the rules of art. Certain colors go with other colors. Mm. Uh, you know, there's certain rules to what looks good and you can bend those rules sometimes, but if you just throw the rules out the window, it's mm -hmm. usually just going to be a mess, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so my boundaries going back to knowing what I value are mm. all my content is family friendly. Like mm. kids can watch it. I have such a heart for kids. I'm not saying everybody, I don't think everybody's content should be family friendly. Um, but I know mine is, is meant to be like, that's why I'm a wholesome rapper, uh, writing songs about wholesome things, you know, clean content. Mm -hmm. So that's one boundary for sure. Um, and then I have general, like I've just generally decided things that work better for me, like shorter videos, like, at least for now, at least for now and consistently, like 30 seconds or less is usually mm -hmm. what works for me. Um, so I usually operate within, I always operate family friendly. I usually operate 30 seconds or less. Um, and honestly, that's, that's more helpful because there's still so many options within yes. those two things, you know? Yeah. 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 That's, yeah. yeah. I was just realizing like even having just a couple of things that you keep as like your key boundaries or whatever word you want to use still means you have so many options. Um, yeah. Thank you for clarifying. I don't mean like everyone should go buck wild. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> really don't think we should do that um, in real life or online. But but I, I know for me, self-limiting beliefs are big. And so if I remove some of that, then I feel a little bit more freedom to just show up and be myself and, um, and do things for fun. I mean, I just, again, learning from you, um, and the way that you show up online has encouraged and inspired me to just have more fun instead of worrying about outcomes or what people will think and things like that. And I think a lot of that, I mean, I'm, I assume, correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like a lot of that for you does uh, stem out of your own confidence in who you are and what your values are. Um, so I'd love to know, kind of in your opinion, what are some of the things that stand in the way or try to get in the way of us kind of fully being ourselves and being confident in who we are and what we bring to the table? So I have a very digestible answer. I don't know why I keep using the word digestible. Maybe I'm hungry. I don't know. <laughs> um, but it's, it's actually something I talk about in my book and it's called the four P's and it's pressure, procrastination, perfectionism, and fear spelled with a PH because <laughs> I wasn't going to be like, throughout this book we're going to go over the three p's and one f word you know like <laughs> that would not fly um so yeah pressure to uh have as many followers as possible mm -hmm. or and if we're talking about the online space you know pressure to fit into a certain social group okay procrastination i'm not ready to put myself out there on online yet um perfectionism you know, even your own personal standards. Oh, I have to be X, Y, Z, what society mm -hmm. wants me to be. And then fear that kind of plays into all of those, you know, fear, mm -hmm. obviously 
fear of what other people think about you. You know, just got constantly talking about that because mm-hmm. it's so real. It's so mm-hmm. real. And I experienced that. Um, but yeah, I think if you let those things rule your life, they're evil little minions that mm. will suffocate your unique, <laughs> awesome, authentic self. So, okay. Another curveball question. When you're experiencing any of those four P's, how do you, um, attempt to move past them? I am a big proponent of talking to yourself. Mm. There's this book called what to say when you talk to yourself, like self self talk. I have never read the book, but Mm. a lot of people tell me I should. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Maybe you should too. Whoever's listening, maybe I should. (laughs) But, um, if I notice like that, I'm, I'm just being mousy, I guess is the Mm. word for it. Or I'm just like overthinking what to post that day. I will literally talk to myself, Sarah, you're going to die one day and this doesn't actually matter that much. Mm. So you should just do it. You Mm -hmm. should just get, put this in God's hands. It's just like a silly little video, but you know what? It makes a difference. People tell you all the time, your content makes me smile. Your content helps me realize my problems are smaller than they are. Mm -hmm. Um, So talking to yourself out loud is Mm. my go-to just like coaching myself through life that's amazing yeah Yeah. i think i I would agree i feel like i do the same thing often um maybe it's also because i live alone but (laughs) (laughs) i love to talk to myself pep talks to yourself are i think some of the actually one of the most healthy things you can do really especially when you're feeling any of those four p's that you mentioned in any capacity um reminding yourself of what is actually true uh can be so powerful. It might feel a little bit weird in the moment, but I think it has the potential to really um, change things, right? Yes. I think it's one of the most underutilized things ever because everybody talks about overthinking. We have all these lies in our head that are like, oh, you're not good enough. I kid you not. Like this is a more vulnerable thing, but I used to tell myself, oh, uh, you know, you're not going to do a music video for this silly song or whatever until you lose five pounds. Like, mm-hmm. oh, just like, oh, you just need to be this this much better than you already are or whatever. Mm-hmm. Better. Uh, so, yeah, like all these like little lies in our head. But saying saying truth out loud, your verbal voice is going to be, mm-hmm. it overpowers the thoughts. They can't coexist. Mm-hmm. And you're, re, you're literally rewiring your brain, um, mm-hmm. which is, it's just miraculous. The actual ability we have to do that where we yes. can't control it, but we can yeah. influence Yep. You know? There's science behind that. Actually, this year, um, I think it was just in the last couple months, I was in a counseling session and talking to my counselor about kind of what I've alluded to already. Like, I have some self-loaded beliefs and I've had let some fears hold me back for a long time. And she encouraged me to actually, like, write down daily affirmations, which I'd never done before and felt very strange to me. Um, but I wrote them. They're, like, right here, uh, right on my mm-hmm. wall. So I can see them every day and I try to look myself in, in like in the mirror and repeat them every day because they are unraveling a lot of false beliefs or um, things that like my inner critic wants to tell me. And so they're like slowly undoing those things. Like you said, over time, our thoughts influence our behavior, right? So what we believe about ourselves is going to influence how we show up in the world. And if we're listening to the negative things or the, the lies, um, it's going to keep us small. Yeah. And that's not how we were. We weren't made to live small. Um, we we're made to live like 
fully in who we are. And then obviously if you're a believer, fully who you are in Christ, yeah. um, which is super cool. Oh, I love that. Did not see our conversation going in that direction, but I absolutely mm-hmm. love it. Great. <laughs> um, well, then how how would you encourage someone, maybe a listener who's tuning in right now, um, wanting to grow in their confidence? What would you say to them? I would say, uh, first of all, yay. The first <laughs> step is desiring to grow in such an important thing, mm-hmm. uh, an important thing that will change. I mean, truly everything in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and to be excited because the exciting thing about gaining confidence is not trying to find, discover, and like clamor for something that you don't have. It's literally practicing gratitude for what you already have. Mm. Like practicing changing your perspective on what is already inside of you, in front of you, uh, and not discounting that. Like I just can't, you know, just in line with uh, people who are believers, it's like God has created us with these specific qualities Mm-hmm. And he, you know, literally in the Bible, it says we are his masterpieces. Like we are works of art. Mm-hmm. And when you start practicing, practicing, discovering what your like beautiful parts of your value adding self are, mm-hmm. um, then you start to live into those more. Mm-hmm. And it's such a cool thing to, I mean, seriously, to discover what's already inside you, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that's my advice is uh, practicing writing down, what are you grateful for about yourself? I write down all the time. I'm so grateful uh, that I am a good listener because Mm. it makes people feel great and heard, you know, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to be a better listener by recognizing that too and Mm -hmm. keeping that quality. So Mm -hmm. gratitude. I know. I think gratitude is so powerful and um, not prioritized maybe I don't know if that's the right word but not mm, yeah I'd say prioritized it's not something it's it's easy to be cynical uh in I think today's world um the harder thing is to live out of a place of gratitude and I remember I don't remember how many years ago this was maybe 10 wow I'm aging myself once again but um there was a book that came out by Ann Voskamp called 1000 Gifts and essentially it's this whole book about at least what I took from it years ago when I read it is finding ways to be grateful in the little moments or in the mundane moments in the day to day. And I remember having read that book, I then spent like the next six months every day checking in on a journal that was specifically for gratitude. And I would just write down little things that day that I was grateful for. And um, it's become a really great thing to go back and turn to when things feel heavy or hard and reread through just the little things I've been grateful for in the past, because that can completely change your mood, your attitude, your outlook. Even now, nowadays, I, um, when I, when I do my morning time, the first thing I actually do is I have a mood journal, which actually was born out of counseling, but I've, I'm continued to do, um, longer than I needed to really, but I love it because I check in each day and I write down like how I'm feeling and I've found almost every day I write down that I'm grateful and then I write down the things that I'm grateful for. And I had a realization the other day where I was like, gosh, do I not feel any other thing but grateful in the morning? (laughs) (laughs) It's usually like tired and grateful and one other thing, but grateful is always in there. And then I was like laughing to myself, like you just laughed at me now because I was like, how silly that I'm like, like dissing myself for being grateful each day. Like that's a great way to start the day. Um, 
yeah, I think gratitude is a great place to kind of operate out of. And again, it might not always feel the most natural, but over time, if you continue to kind of um, focus in on that feeling and that emotion and that um, space, it will become more natural, right? Yes. Yeah. I love that. Man. So good. I'm feeling encouraged. I'm like, we're going to hop off this and I'm going to go write down a bunch of things I'm grateful for. Or uh, go back to my mood journal that I already wrote in this morning. And I did write that I was grateful. So (laughs) Janine, now you just need to be, you need to be grateful that you're so grateful (laughs) every morning, (laughs) every day. (laughs) So funny. Um, Okay. Well, I'm sure everyone listening would agree, but generally speaking, we live in a pretty filter obsessed culture, very filter heavy. I mean, in terms of, yes, social media, you go on Instagram, there's all these filters. Yes. But like in general, people are generally presenting the best version of themselves, even in person, but especially online. Um, So I'd love to hear from you. What are some ways you think that we can authentically interact with others and on social media, um, like really just showing up as exactly who we are rather than kind of relying on those filters that exist. I'm so glad you're asking this because I also write about this in my book. Mm. So <laughs> what I t- I mean, so many things throughout the book are just telling embarrassing stories about myself. Um, <laughs> that anytime I tell them to other people, they're like, wow, that, it makes me feel good when you mm. write, when you see someone just totally, you know, I almost named my book. I poop my pants at the airport. Cause that's I the first story. That. Yeah. I don't think I will. We'll see. We'll see. My grandma really wants me to do it, which is awesome. But (laughs) um, yeah, normalizing sharing about our faux pas. I think I'm saying that Mm -hmm. right. And our, Mm -hmm. and our character flaws. And it's interesting Mm -hmm. because like from a religious background, we talk about confession Mm -hmm. is, is a normalized part of like Catholicism. I'm not, I'm not even a Catholic by any means, but I think there's so much, um, like there's something to be said about not just confessing like, oh, I've done something wrong, but confessing like I've done something weird. Hey, I did mm. something really dumb. <laughs> I fell for a scam twice on the internet. Let's laugh about it together. And when you can share something, like put it into the light and yeah. find something funny about it, it takes it takes all the, uh, the negative power mm. away from it. Mm-hmm. Um, so when it comes to authentically interacting with others, I think showing the parts of, of your life that aren't super influencer inspiring, you know, Mm -hmm. might not be. Um, And so that's one, sharing your flaws. And two, uh, being genuinely curious about other people. Mm. Like think about what do I actually want to know about other people? You know, like, like you said, Janine, I want to know where everybody wants to go. Like, Mm -hmm. I want to know experiences people have had in other places or what, like, what lights their fire, like traveling, solo traveling lights Mm -hmm. my fire. Um. So really taking time to think, what do I want to know about other people? Mm. And then posting content that's going to ask those questions um, and, you know, get that reaction and information. So that's really interesting to you kind of flipped it in a way that I wouldn't I wouldn't have said myself if I were answering this question, but like kind of wish I would because it's better than what I probably would have said. But thinking about other people instead of only thinking about yourself. So essentially being more selfless, <laughs> like caring about other people and being a listener and like showing up like really authentically with people and in groups 
and wanting to get to know them. That's such a beautiful way to look at showing up online or in person in, in all the ways. And I mean, to echo kind of what you said, I do think I've always thought that authenticity breeds authenticity. So when we can show up with our flaws and our funny, weird, wild stories and just be totally honest and upfront with them, it, it, it almost like changes the energy in a space in that then other people feel comfortable in sharing those things too that they might not have otherwise. Even if it's like um, some of the hard stuff, like the heartbreaking things we're walking through or the fears that we're having, when one person opens up, it's almost like the vessel cracks and then everything can pour out for other people too. Provides safe spaces, right? Yes. Yeah. That was so well said. I'm so glad this is being recorded. Everything (laughs) you just said. It should just be a little audio bit to listen to. I mean, <laughs> yes. Well, I, cannot, I mean, yes, I you got the wheels turning on that one. So thank you. <laughs> um, okay. Well, I should have one more question for you around our topic. And I don't know how you're going to answer this one because I always, I like to end these with asking like, a, what's the one thing you would say, which feels like an impossible, <laughs> impossible right. answer. But yeah, my question for you is what one piece of advice would you give to someone who is ready to really start showing up for themselves? Uh, honestly, back to what I said at the beginning, hmm. figure out what you actually believe, hmm. figure out what you actually care about. Like, what do you actually value? And you might be like, well, how do I start doing that? Look at how you spend most of your time. Hmm. Like, you know, do you spend most of your time um, helping out friends or making music or um, being really, really good at organizing your house and like cleaning everything perfectly? That is not me. <laughs> and I need people like that. Um, but yeah, figuring out what you really care about. Yeah. What are your values? Yeah. yeah. And then start living out of those. Yep. Awesome. Oh, Sarah, this has been so good, but we're not quite done yet. I have three more questions to ask you that I love to ask every guest. Well, knowing what you know now at 27, Sarah, what would you tell yourself at age 20? Um, Honestly, I'm so glad I made all the, not all, but most of the decisions (laughs) that I did. Like, I really am so grateful for my past self having, like I said, said yes to like doing that weird internship Mm -hmm. or um, just yes to other weird things. But um, something that I honestly tell myself is start creating videos now and put them on like mm-hmm. YouTube, start a YouTube channel. Because um, mm-hmm. I was interested in video creation, which I actually stumbled upon it through being a journalism major. So anyway, for, for me specifically, start earlier. It's going to be messy. It's going to be imperfect, but it'll start my refinement process of my creative gift sooner, you know, yeah. and maybe I'd be farther ahead now. Um So yeah, however that applies to whoever's listening, start now. (laughs) It'll be messy. It'll actually be at least a little messy forever, Mm -hmm. but start the process now. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that goes back to one of the four P's, like don't wait for pressure, procrastination, right? Don't wait and don't, don't let the pressure get to you. Don't let perfectionism get to you. If there's something that you want to do or that you want to try, do it. This podcast is called Wild Hearts with Janine, so I'd love to know in your opinion, what makes someone a wild heart? In my opinion, which I was like, (laughs) well, it's a fact, Janine. My opinions are fact. Um, They're not. Um, 
yeah, going back to what I said before, somebody who uh, is experimental and curious. Hmm. So somebody who's constantly experimenting with um, whatever they're doing creatively, uh, you know, taking advantage of new opportunities uh, and just being genuinely curious Mm -hmm. about other people and what else is in the world that Mm -hmm. they can experience. I love that. I love that. Okay. And last but not least, where can people find you? Because they need to know where to be able to follow you and tune into all the fun content that you're constantly creating. Um, you can find me at 712 Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Can you imagine? By the way, that's not, I, I, I actually think that's the Chipotle in Nashville. That's the first thing I thought of. That's so funny. Instagram. It's, li- it's so simple. It's just my name. Sarah Maddock, S-A-R-A-H-M-A-D-D-A-C-K. That's Instagram. That's TikTok. And those are my two primary things. So perfect. that's that's where. I'll make sure to link all of those in the show notes so that people can find you. Now I want Chipotle. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like on the verge of crying. I'm just laughing so hard. Oh, Sarah, this has truly been so much fun. Why am I laughing so hard? I'm glad. You're so funny. Um, oh, okay. Anyway, Sarah, this really has been a lot of fun. Thank you so much for being willing to be a guest on Wild Hearts. Um, it's been fun to obviously be in a mastermind with you and learn about you in that regard, but um, hear a little bit more of your journey today. Um, so thank you for sharing with everyone who's tuning in. You're amazing. Thank you. <laughs> You're amazing. Thank you for thinking I'm cool enough to be on your podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Wild Hearts with Janine. I hope that this conversation has encouraged you to step out confidently and say yes to the things that God has for you. Hey, while I've got your attention, I would absolutely love it if you went to Apple Podcasts and rated, reviewed, and subscribed to Wild Hearts with Janine. It would mean so much to me. All right, I will see you guys back here when the next new episode drops, when I'll be sitting down with another great guest to talk about another wild-hearted topic. But until then, you guys, keep dreaming, seeking, and stepping out in faith.